because of this, not because of you. It's only because of this, yeah, not, not, not because of me. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Dear brothers, dear sisters, the meaning of Al-Hajj, the meaning of Mecca has to come back to life. The very short point that I want to make because of the constraints of the weather, the very short issue that I want to present to you which a lost meaning of the Hajj is that Ibrahim found a home and a homeland. He found a state, a society and a state in that place called Mecca because he had no other society, no other state, no other home and no other homeland. Mecca is the state of those who don't have a state. When Ibrahim left his people and left his culture and left his folks, he said, Inni dhahibun ila rabbi sayahideen. I am going to my sustainer, he's going to guide me. And throughout that life, that guidance culminated in Mecca becoming what it's meant to be. Unfortunately, Mecca has lost its meaning and therefore the Hajj has lost its meaning. We have become the Ibrahims of this world, but in a very fading manner. Ibrahim had a responsibility and he had an objective. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfilled that objective and that responsibility with Mecca, with Hajar, and with Ismail alayhimu salam. Unfortunately today, Mecca is not what it's supposed to be. And this meaning, going to Mecca, it never occurs to a Hajj, it never occurs to him that he's going to a place that he belongs to. And no one can interfere between him and that place. But what do we have? Interference from all over the place. We are displaced, we the Muslims of the world. Two billion Muslims in the world are an ummah. Ibrahim, one person, was an ummah. But Ibrahim knew what he meant to his family, to his community, to his society, and to humanity. Unfortunately, most of the two billion Muslims don't understand what he understood. We are displaced. We are refugees. We are expatriates. We are immigrants. We are foreigners. We are second class citizens in our own countries. We are worse than that when we are under occupation and colonialization. 
And with all of this, and after all that has been to, done to us, we still don't get the message of, of Ibrahim, and we go to a somewhat meaningless ritualistic hajj, and the true meanings of equality and justice are lost and forsaken in that hajj. Rabbi ja'al hadha baladan amina. That's supposed to be a town and a country of safety and security. And it's turning into anything but that. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam was ordered to sacrifice his own son. Imagine after a lifetime of struggling to have a nucleus, he's told you now you have to do away with that nucleus. As if Ismail has become who we are today. They are slaughtering us all over. Should we name the different countries and geographical areas where we are being literally slaughtered? There's no Ibrahim and Ismail relationship between government and people. A father is a government in his family. And these governments are supposed to be the fathers of their society. But what do we have? They slaughter without mercy. They even think that they are being rewarded for what they are doing because of this takfir element that has taken its toll on our societies and on our existence. Rabbi ja'al hadha baladan amina. And then, وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ يَأْتُوكَ رِجَالًا وَعَلَى كُلِّ ضَامِرٍ يَأْتِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ فَجٍ عَمِيقٍ أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ عُدُوهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَأَنْتُمْ عَلَى يَقِينٍ بِالْإِجَابَةِ وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَابٌ Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater, Allah is more important, Allah is more significant, Allah is more substantial than all of this other interference that comes in and out of our lives. Don't let the nuances, the psychological nuances that are fostered by everyone and anyone in power and wealth. Don't let that get to you. If you know what you are saying when you say Allahu Akbar, none of that can affect you. None of it. But unfortunately, this also has been routinized. Allahu Akbar, just words and no relationship with reality and no depth in personality. None of that. Going to Mecca now has become a, a cumbersome journey because of the anti-Ibrahimic, counter-Ismailic rulers in that land. In 1990, just to go briefly through the history of this, in 1990, when that 
monarchy had its differences with the government in Iraq, the Muslims in Iraq could not go to Hajj. In the past seven years, eight years, Muslims from Syria becomes next to impossible for them to go to Hajj. In the past three years plus, Muslims from Yemen, it is also a, uh, an impossible task to reach Mecca and al Medina. Whenever that cla clannish, tribalistic, nationalist, racist, sectarian monarchy, that's what it is, brothers and sisters. Why, why is anyone silent about this? We can't call, we can't diagnose a disease in our two billion, body of two billion Muslims that is in control, ironclad control of Mecca and in Medina. So now, isn't about time we opened our eyes? When that clannish, tribalistic, nationalistic, racist, sectarian regime, when it has difficulties with the Palestinians, it also makes it extremely difficult for them to go to Mecca and the Medina, whether it's during the Hajj or other times of the year. Remember the incidents in the past years, in our lifetime, we're not speaking history, when they used to slaughter Muslims who were Sufis or any Muslim that who were not, according to their definition of Islam, meeting the criteria of performing the Hajj obligation. Slaughter them. In these past years in our life, how many times have we heard of fires in the tents that are placed there for the pilgrims? How many times have we heard of stampedes in the Hajj? How many times have we heard of clashes with the police and the security forces in the Hajj. This is a place for this type of encounter. We are all Muslims. In 1987, there was a massacre of Muslims from Iran in the Hajj. Around 400 or so of them were just killed. Remember, this is Al-Balad Al-Haram in Al-Shahr Al-Haram. Allah guaranteed the security of Mecca and Al-Medina as a geographical zone area. He has, in addition to that, guaranteed its safety and security in, during four months of the year. And one of them is Dhul Hijjah, the month that we are in. These tribalistic, clannish, nationalist, racist, sectarians, that rule over Mecca and Al Medina, they violated Allah when we are watching and listening. And as if to say, what are you going to do? In 1990, there was that incident in the tunnel called Al Mu'isim, the stampede in that, in which 1,000, around 1,400 pilgrims were killed. And then we had the fires in the area of Mina, 
Hundreds died in those fires, in the tents. And just three years ago, three hajjas ago, there was also a stampede in which the Associated Press, lest they say we're biased here, Associated Press reported that more than 2,000 Muslim pilgrims were killed there. And then they say that those people who are in control, dictatorial control of Mecca and then Medina, they say that Muslims are not allowed to politicize the Hajj. Look who's speaking. They politicize the Hajj by inviting certain politicians and diplomats and officials from different parts of the Muslim hemisphere to go to Hajj. And on there, they foot the bill. Why? They want to gain some type of media favorability. And they say, if we recite some ayat from the Qur'an, Bara'atum, the, the surah of Bara'ah, that we want to sever our, relay, our dependency relationship on the mushrikeen, we are not allowed to define who these mushrikun are. You can't say the mushriks are the corporate capitalist imperialists. You can't say the mushriks are the Zionist racists who have colonized our lands, who have occupied our countries. No, that is if you begin to think and analyze and conclude who the mushriks are, they say you are politicizing the Hajj. And then they say that non-Muslims are not allowed to enter Mecca. We don't know. During the time of Allah's Prophet, I challenge anyone to bring me a reliable piece of information from the books, from the reliable books of history that tells us that non-Muslims are not allowed into Mecca. But they misquote or they misunderstand and then they misinterpret the ayah إِنَّمَا الْمُشْرِكُونَ نَجَسْ فَلَا يَقْرَبُنَّ الْمَسْجِدَ الْحَرَامَ بَعْدَ عَامِهِمْ هَذَا Once again, they don't want us to investigate what the word mushrik means. The mushrik here and in... The majority of other ayat in the Qur'an means those who, who have power and wealth and then they cause that power and wealth to parallel or to obstruct or to cancel the power and the wealth of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Any Muslim, any Christian, any Jew, as long as none of them are mushriks, are allowed into Mecca. And shirk is not their definition of the word. But what did they do in 1979? Remember that uprising in the Haram? They brought in mushriks, not into Mecca. They brought the mushriks, the French armed forces, into the Haram, into the Kaaba, to kill Muslims there. Who is politicizing the Hajj? Who is militarizing the Hajj? Can we not ask? 
And this year, there's another, it's been going on now since last year, there's a serious type of difference between Qatar and Saudi Arabia. And then once again, they're upset with some people, with some governments, with some administrators. Oh, your citizens, they, are, they can't come to Hajj. They don't say this. The Qataris were not told point blank to their faces, you can't come to Hajj. But when they want to go and apply, there's no diplomatic representation between the two countries. Uh, they want to apply online. They can't do that because of some type of whatever technical or uh, IT issue that is involved. And so here we go again. That particular regime in the Arabian Peninsula doesn't allow Muslims the same type of Muslims that they are. Al-Madhab al-Hanafi, the glorification of Ibn Taymiyyah and Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, etc. And what are these Saudi officials doing now? They're rounding up their own ulama and putting them into prison. That's in addition to their destruction of the Islamic historical sites. Why can't Muslims go to Uhud? And we're there, this place is open to all Muslims. We should be able to go anywhere there. To, to the place where Badr took place, to Uhud, the Battle of Badr, the Battle of Uhud, to Khaybar, where the Muslims defeated the Zionists of that time. Why are all of these off limits to us? Can't anyone begin to question these policies and these dictators who rule over there? And they build this, this tower, this clock tower, like Big Ben next to the Kaaba. What, what type of message are they sending when they do something like that? All of these issues, what do you think? It's going to get to you? It's going to affect you, cause you to lose hope? Become cynical and pessimistic? No. When you say Allahu Akbar, it motivates you to surmount this challenge. And this sh challenge shall, shall be surmounted with the providence and the power of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الظَّالِمُونَ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا وسعت كل شيء رحمة وعلما فاغفر للذين تابوا واتبعوا سبيلك وقهم عذاب الجحيم ربنا وأدخلهم جنات عدن التي وعدتهم ومن صلح من آبائهم وأزواجهم وذرياتهم إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم رب اجعلني مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء رب اغفر لي ولوالدي وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب ربنا افتح بيننا وبين قومنا بالحق وأنت خير الفاتحين 
ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا ربنا صل وسلم وبارك على محمد كما صليت وسلمت وباركت على إبراهيم وآل محمد وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم And brothers and sisters, this is a day of Eid and as difficult as it is, now the social media brings us all of these pictures and all of these scenes of the killing and the bloodletting and the misery that has been, that have been imposed upon us that all makes it difficult for us that much more difficult to say with a smile and with a heart of happiness and joy كل عام وأنتم بخير but when we say Allahu Akbar and we mean Allahu Akbar and we feel Allahu Akbar when we do that we are able to overcome and to defeat these notions that creep into our lives and are confident that the future is in the hands of Allah and when we are with Him, nothing else is going to affect us. كل عام وأنتم بخير عيد سعيد May Allah accept from you all of your efforts for Him and all of your expectations from Him. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank <laughs> you.